some of my least streamed records are the ones that I get the most messages about. And in today's ideology, they would never get released. Mm -hmm. So like, you know, if it gets a hundred thousand streams versus something that gets 10 million, yeah, cool. 10 million, you're making more money, all that, but you still connected with a hundred thousand people and like possibly helped them through some of the darkest times in their life or made an impact. So that means way more than me than just like chasing viral moments every single day day you know what i mean yeah. So do you like to go by Matthew or do you prefer your, your No, everybody uh, calls me 12. I was going to ask that too. Like, yeah. do you go by 12 a.m. or just 12? Uh, yeah, most people just call me 12. Like, uh, my artist name's 12 a.m., but uh, everybody who knows me... Calls like, 12. Yeah, it's just 12. Well, where does the name 12 a.m. even come from? Um, So when I was in university, I was making music, and... Uh, I record myself and mix myself and there was a there was a little reverb plug-in and the preset was called the midnight plate and I put it on and my voice just sounded like hella cool so <laughs> I was like and I googled it I was like this is, this is 12 a.m. and there was like no artist named 12 a.m. I was yeah. like shotgun like that's <laughs> easy choice do you just do you ever play around with midnight yeah but it's just like something about 12 a.m. just like sounded better than midnight okay. just for like the the type of music but you I mean people actually people call me midnight like a little nickname so mm. okay works too but the people closest to you the ones in your circle what do they call you 12 12 12 yeah. okay we're gonna call you 12 because we want to be in your inner circle is that cool? <laughs> i love that yeah <laughs> well 12 welcome to the gen stock pod how are you dude good thanks for having me this is dope no, we're glad you're here. You're you're doing a lot of cool stuff, and we just want to talk about it. Hell yeah, let's but, do it. But uh, for those who don't, who may be familiar with your music, but don't know sort of the backstory, you were born, and now you're here. But what's happened in between? So I was definitely born. I want. <laughs> I was definitely born. Uh, but I was born in Canada. I was born in Toronto. Moved to Ottawa. Then moved back to Toronto, and then went to university, and then moved from Toronto to America, LA, and mm -hmm. then I lived there for six years. And now I spent a year back in Toronto. So that's kind of like the the uh, the whole trip that I did for my life. But I really missed Canada when I lived in uh, LA. So it's nice to be back around mm -hmm. like friends and family and stuff. So are you now based out of Toronto or? Um, you, so yeah, right now I'm in Toronto, but I'm probably gonna be headed back soon to yeah. Los Angeles. Yeah. Um, but I'll probably just be back and forth more. Because during the time in L.A., I was, it was COVID, right? So yeah. like, it was hard to get back to Toronto. Mm -hmm. And there was all these, like, like I was scared to come back because I'd have to spend, like, a week in a hotel or something, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? I like, that. they made that shit sound <laughs> yeah. scary, dude. They're like, stay in this hotel and pay, like, four grand. And I was like, And there's no food. No. Was, yeah, no, yeah. No, there was food. I did it. There was food. Did, really? was I, did, I did the hotel stay. But I saw a whole bunch of people. What was that food. like, actually? Because I was mind-blown about that whole it thing. Was, <laughs> I didn't have to pay for the hotel. Oh, okay. okay. So it was all right. But, like, if I was the whole time I was thinking about the pay, it's, it's ridiculous because it's, it's just you're there, and they give you, like, a meal every... 
few hours. It gives you three meals. We okay. were we were in a hotel closest. We were actually attached to a restaurant, so it's easy for them to bring the food up. But it's weird, and like you, you can only go outside during certain times. Because remember, everything oh was everything God. was weird around that time, right? Yeah. So. But the the crazy part, like I don't even. It's like whatever with that, but to pay like the crazy price yeah, yes. was wild. Like the, the hotels don't cost that much. No, so, no, it's like four times the price. Yeah, so I was like, somehow they're marking that? it up. Yeah, yeah, like, that was like a little bag they were getting real oh, quick. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. but that's wild. I can't. Yeah, I don't know actually anybody that did that. But okay, so how did you get into music? Um, I kind of just always was making music. Like I like I remember the first time I like heard music. I just wanted to do that, and then I got the Marshall Mathers LP as a kid and it just like blew my oh, yeah. mind. I didn't know what he was saying too. Like looking back on that, I was like seven. I was like, this this, <laughs> this dude's saying the most ridiculous <laughs> yeah. shit. I didn't understand any of it, but I just like wanted to be him. Um, uh, and then- There's I a lot of people that wanted to be Marshall. Yeah, it was just, it, it was so crazy. Had the influence that like that whole- lifestyle and genre had on me other than like him talking about all the shit yeah, yeah, like yeah, killing yeah, people and like all that stuff like it was just the the presence of just it's it was just incredible so uh ever since then i was just like always writing i, I was i wanted to be a rapper at the time and so i was always like writing bars and and freestyling over youtube beats like or instrumentals and uh like literally at the in like grade one like i was mm. just writing raps that had nothing to do with my life but it was just like based <laughs> off of what i was listening to because it was a lot of like that 50 cent g unit era yeah, yeah yeah um and like bone thugs and harmony and all that all that that was like my favorite stuff so um and then and then longer and longer i was doing it like i don't really know if i want to be like just a rapper like that's kind of crazy so i, I wanted to learn how to sing because i grew up with my mom too like she was super into motown so i listened to a lot of like mm -hmm. jackson five stevie wonder like mm -hmm. otis redding and i just loved singing but i just sucked at it so i weirdly enough taught myself how to sing through autotune so i downloaded autotune and uh it kind of taught me how to sing so and then uh and then yeah then i just started singing and that's kind of how it started that's pretty yeah. cool. I didn't, I've never heard of someone teach themselves through yeah, auto. -tune. You can learn. You can learn how to sing. Really? Because because you can hear what your voice sounds like on pitch. Right. So. And now you just want to try and essentially replicate it. Yeah. Okay. Actually, it's funny. I, I never heard of anyone doing it, but then I saw an interview with Charlie Puth, and he said the same thing. Mm. Yeah. Okay. So, so it's like, more oh, common than people think. Probably more common. Yeah. It's just one of those things. Like when you sing on your iPhone, you're like, oh my god, I sound terrible. <laughs> but if you hear your voice on pitch. And then you try to replicate that, it's easier to learn how to be on pitch because it's your voice rather than like somebody else's. So can someone who's not a naturally talented singer teach themselves how to sing to the point where they can get by? Or Yeah, of course. Yeah, 100%. So like, there's hope for me. There's hope for you, man. <laughs> Just cut, I'll bring you into the studio. Okay. Start tracking you. You're yeah. going to sound like Adele. Oh, perfect. <laughs> That's crazy it gets. So, okay. So you're you're into music and you're doing all these things. Um, but you also recently, you put out a post, I think it was a couple of weeks ago, I was looking through your IG and you talked about how you almost quit music. Yeah. What's this relationship with music that you have where you felt you needed to, to maybe take a step back? It definitely just like the, the times changing type thing. And it just became so much not about music. So I was just like, I when I was a kid, my dream was to be an artist and to make incredible music and to perform and to do music videos and photo shoots and all this. And then like 
longer and longer with with all these apps like TikTok and algorithm changes and YouTube shorts and everything's getting shorter and shorter and less production value, which is、mm. sometimes a great thing, but it took away the art of like being a musician and it replaced it with being a content creator. And、mm. I've never wanted to be a content creator. I've never like. Woke up and be like, damn, I want to like do a vlog, you know what I mean? And that's no disrespect to the people that do yeah, it, but that's just、it. not what I wanted to do. So it got to the point where I was in studio sessions, like thinking of records that、um, would work on TikTok and all that. And I just got drained. I was like, I don't even like being here anymore. I don't want to be in the studio, like making these songs. So、uh, I was like, maybe it's not for me. And then just recently, I've been. I've been feeling like a lot better, and I don't really put the pressure on like doing something just because it's like the norm. Like, you got a lot, you, as an artist, you have a lot of pressure. There's so many artists right now that are in labels and stuff, and their labels are like, the song has to blow up on TikTok or it can't get released. Like, that's such a crazy concept. The labels、mm-hmm. are the ones that are saying that. Yeah, 100%. The, so, what will happen is like a lot of these artists, like they can't release records until it goes viral on TikTok. Like, oh,、yeah. okay, that's a lottery <laughs> ticket. Like, you have, a,、wow. you have just as good as a chance to go win the f- lottery. Yeah. So, these, these artists that came into the game、uh, probably in love with music are like, they can't release music until it blows up before the song's even out. Like, that's never been a thing before. So, you know, it was just like, It, you just, the thought of releasing a song is the most draining thing, right?、Mm-hmm. But luckily, I, you know, just said, you know what? I'm not going to do that. And if that's not who I am and I don't care about going viral, I want to put out music. Some of my biggest records are the ones that have, or some of my most loved records by my fans who are the only things that actually matter. Like, I don't、mm-hmm. make music for anyone but myself and the people who, like, genuinely love it. Um, some of my least streamed records are the ones that I get the most messages about. And in today's ideology, they would never get released.、Mm-hmm. So, like, you know, if it gets 100,000 streams versus something that gets 10 million, yeah, cool, 10 million, you're making more money, all that, but、uh, you still connected with 100,000 people and, like, Possibly helped them through some of the darkest times in their life or made an impact. So that means way more than me than just like chasing viral moments every single day. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, I didn't realize that that was now a thing. Like it just seems、big. so unfortunate that, they, that they're imposing, like, because I imagine you're going to narrow down what would be what? An, what's an average song now? Like a, two minutes? And that's even、minutes? that. Yeah, it's two minutes now. It's, it's going to be shorter. Short, short, yeah. yeah. We're going to see albums. Yeah. We're going to shorten it further. It's just going to be TikTok. Yeah, <laughs> it's going to be 15 <laughs> second songs, man. Like, it's crazy. But, you know, that's not every single label. You know what I mean? Like, no, of course. But the fact that it exists is,、oh, yeah. is a reason to be concerned. Exactly. And it's, it's just.、Uh, but that's with every kind of.、Um, Every kind of industry, too. It's just such a different time, and everybody's got to adapt. And obviously, it's a life changing app. So many of my close friends have had their lives changed through it. So it definitely benefits, and it's a good app to use, but like it burns you out. You know what I mean? So、yeah. there's got to be a balance, I think. So, how did you deal with like you, you said that you were thinking about quitting? Did you actually take time away? Yeah, it took a long time. Like, I took basically like a year. Okay. A year, and I just didn't post on Instagram. And I just、uh, really wanted to see like, what I wanted to do in life. And,、um, and then something just clicked where I was like, 
I've done so well. And ironically, so what just happened was I just released a song and I didn't post on TikTok about it. I didn't do this big lead up. I didn't do um, this whole game plan. I just made a song that really meant a lot to me and it was a ballad and I post it. And then a week later, this this massive TikTok person posts it and I'm like, okay, what? <laughs> this is insane. But it just shows you that like, there's still such a, music is still the, the main reason why people listen to music you know what i mean like yeah. that sounds crazy to say but like people love music still yeah it's just the way they consume it the way they hear about it is through these apps so if you you know truly love music truly love doing it um and you're talented and you're good and you're passionate about it it's 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 still like a, you can still do very well without having to like grind every single day five hours a day on an on an app just to like try to blow your stuff up you know what i mean so um and then that was just like that's just how i felt uh the year before like i was just i didn't want to be on the app and i felt like that was the only way to be an artist these days and then i just said you know what no it's not that's not the case and ironically it, it happened quick where it was just like it's now like one of my most popular songs and it's like been like now a week and a half so Congrats it's, on it. Thank you, man. But yeah. it's just like, it just means a lot because it was like, I didn't make that song for TikTok. You know right. what I mean? It's a ballad, mm. but uh, it's, it's... Which is almost more rewarding because you made it for the reasons that matter to you and exactly. the TikTok piece was just a, a a result of that. Exactly. And then it just, it just, it made me so happy because I was like, look, like fire, like something that mm. isn't like specifically designed, like manufactured for a, like an app to blow up. Like this was just like a song that I loved and while i was taking a break from my own artist stuff and social media i was doing a lot of songwriting for other artists so um that was really good too because i was still in love with the process of making music and it it ironically was amazing i i me and uh, this artist in canada elijah woods we basically wrote an entire album together and um the songs have been crushing that's it's just been incredible to see for him and so i was also like getting way better at songwriting during that like break you know what i mean so now that i'm back releasing and i i feel like i've leveled up my actual songwriting uh ability which i'm super proud of and the, the music i'm making now is like a lot more personal and deep and vulnerable and just more real and uh and i just i, I actually love it more than i used to so why um, it's like, just, why does that matter to you so much? Uh, that it's like personal. Mm -hmm. um, well, I have fun records too that like don't. Mean, well, there's a lot of artists that shy away from that kind of stuff. Yeah, I just think like, like if you, uh, my favorite artists are the most, the the realest artists. So I, that's why it means a lot because I grow up, I grew up listening to people that would say things that you're like, oh my god, like mm -hmm. Eminem or like one of my favorites is juice you know what i mean like he he was talking about everything that people don't talk about and like he he became one of the biggest and like people like posty and all these people that like show their emotions like that's real to me so that's why i like making that type of music but don't get me wrong like there's i have a bunch of records that are coming out that are just fun like mm -hmm. you don't gotta think too much about it you go party <laughs> like nice yeah you know what i mean like i don't want to i don't want to make everybody sad every yeah. day but uh there's happy there's sad all that stuff but that yeah that's why it means because i just grew up listening to that hmm.
And how do you, how do you, I guess, balance the artist and the person behind the behind the artist? Man, that's like it's funny you said that because I'm just learning how to do that now. Because mm-hmm. for six years in LA, it was just me as an artist. The I artist, was like, yeah. I didn't even know who I was. I literally have a song uh, coming out, and the lyric was like, uh, "I don't recognize me anymore." Because I was like, I don't even know who I'm. Just like this thing, like I don't know, like what I like. And yeah. just recently, the last like couple months, I've been doing just stuff for me. Like I just started boxing. Like I used to kickbox as a kid, and I'm doing all this stuff that has nothing to do with music. And it's uh, ironically made making music more fun, but also just me happier, way happier in general, rather than just like grinding, 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 mm. grinding, grinding. You know what I mean? <laughs> like. What is it that I guess kickstarted it <clears throat> so that you started to do those things for yourself? Um, actually, uh, I was talking to this one of my close friends. He's a really dope musician, and he's the host of uh, Apple Music radio station, Travis Mills. And he he did this whole fitness journey where he lost a lot of weight, and he was posting on Instagram. And I just said, "Yo, this is incredible, man! Like, I've gained weight. I've been." I'm suffering with depression. Like, do you have any tips? And he just told me like everything you're doing right now, do the exact opposite. And I was like, hmm. interesting. Yeah. And then I was just like, just switched. What I were was, some of the things that you were doing? Like waking up late, going to bed super late. You know what I mean? Uh, not working out, eating bad. Um, just uh, a lot of things like my routine, like doing things during the day. And I just switched all that up. I started eating super healthy, exercising, going to bed early. That was like the biggest thing. Like yeah. I haven't Sleep gone to is so important. Yeah, I went to bed at like I'm, I go to bed at like 11 p.m. now. I feel like old as shit, but it's like I feel like I, you have to say 12 a.m. Yeah, I, know, <laughs> I, know, I go to bed right? at like 12 a.m. now. <laughs> yeah, no, it was like I was going to bed at like 3 a.m. You know what I mean? And that's just like what, that's what everybody's doing. Yeah. yeah. So I, I I felt like I was doing. You don't want to miss out no. either. But it's been great and obviously still like on the weekend go hard but like during the week is like i'm getting to bed early i'm eating right i'm drinking water Uh, another thing i didn't drink water like it's just like stupid shit i wasn't doing like i was drinking like everything but water like it's like you gotta drink water like but um yeah and then once he said that i just i just said all right cool let me let me try that and then boom it was just uh, so shout out travis mills man like i tell him all the time i was like that just simple advice was just 10 out of 10 yeah hit the nail on the coffin (laughs) you talked about um dealing with depression can we go there yeah of course you could ask me anything can you walk us through like how you like what what led you to that point how you even self-awareness is such an important thing and a lot of people aren't self-aware enough to understand that hey i'm in a bad place and i need to do something about it maybe talk us through how you got there how you became self-aware of it and then maybe how what was the 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 moment that you decided i need to get out of this i guess uh i i I went through so much as a kid you know what i mean because my mom had cancer and i was the like she had cancer for basically my whole life she had like Mm. kidney cancer and then she was um, I forget the name, uh, but then she got cancer again in her pancreas, and then it was like the doctor said, "Oh, she has six months to live," but she went on a trial drug, and then that it was like every month you get an update, and lasted six years. So like, it became where I didn't like feel depressed. I was just in survival mode. 
so a long time you know what i mean yeah. like it was like every month it's like is it gonna be the month yeah. no mm-hmm. six years you know what i mean and then it was just like survive and then when she passed she lived in a house that this um cancer research doctor owned so it wasn't my house so i was like i don't know where to go so i just booked a flight to la and then grieving my mom's death like that's like one of the hardest things you can do as a person when you lose your mom you know what i mean and like and i didn't really feel like i had also also on me i kind of like isolated myself from other family members and i just was like because i'm in survival mode i was like okay mom's gone security blanket's gone i don't got a house i don't have a roof i need to go get one so then i just put everything i had into work and then I wasn't dealing with my emotions. You know what I mean? I didn't know. I was just like, you, you ain't got time to be sad. You have to go get that money and you have yeah. to go survive and you have to put food on the table for you. Um, so then I just drowned myself in work and drowned myself in work. And then obviously I was grieving. Obviously I was sad that my mom passed, but it wasn't like, it was like anytime I would get sad, I'd be like, yo, no, get up. And then the pandemic hit. And then things, because things were going amazing for my career. I was like, you know, I was in L.A. I was working with people I looked up to, my idols. Uh, I was finally making money in music. I was I was mind blown. I was like, I can't believe this is happening to me. So everything was going good, but it was 24-7 work. So I wasn't, I still didn't understand what I was going through. And then pandemic hit, things started slowing down. And then I started feeling like, there's nothing to do. So yeah. when I was like chilling by myself, like I was like, yo, I don't feel good. Like, cause I don't have any distractions. Yeah. So then it was like another month of the pandemic, another month of the pandemic, a year or two years. And I was just like stuck in my head, like all the time trying to make music, but like there's no, there's nothing to do. You can't go perform. You can't go on tour. You can't yeah. do this. So then just recently the last year is when i was like fully burnt out i was like yo there's something like off like i and it's because i just didn't deal with those emotions i've been having my whole life and so i try i was like okay i i need help and i heard online like you know med- medication does wonders and i was like okay let me try antidepressants i i was like i, I i've tried doing everything else like i'm in a bad state i want to get better mm-hmm. And I tried that and that didn't work, made me gain weight, all that. And I was like, they have a lot of bad side effects. Yeah. And it doesn't mean like they've, they're life changing for people. Like I know people that swear by them, but for me, it's like it, it would just, it wasn't working. Hmm. You know what I mean? And that's just one, I could have tried more or whatever. And then I I stopped that like quickly because I'm, I'm pretty, um, what's the word where you do things quick, decisive, decisive, but like, uh, it's another word like it's not sporadic but like it's like i i go things and i do cut them off quick so like the antidepressant wasn't working boom stopped mm. it and you're not supposed to so i did it cold turkey and then i felt even worse and i was like yo something's going on and then uh i just like looked at myself in the mirror and i was like okay like this is whatever you're doing right now is not working and then it was like everything you're doing right now do the exact opposite so then i just put my physical health first my diet first music last yeah. so music is i need like go going back into survival mode it was like yo, know I, I need to survive right now and it's not about music yeah and then that was the thing that made me like into 
where I feel like right now where I've never felt emotionally and mentally better in my life because I realized that yes, I'm, I have, you know, depression, anxiety, but, um, I need to like tackle them head on before I can work. Hmm. And then ever since I didn't done that and I, I faced it and I set goals for myself and like losing weight is just a huge thing for a lot of people. You know what I mean? You lose weight, you look better. Uh, I still have, you know, a, a long path to go with that fitness journey, but it gives you empowerment and it makes you feel better when you're working out and looking better. And ever since I tackled it, it's just been like, okay. And then now I can start working again. But before it was like, forget about my emotions. I need to work. Hmm. So I did the kind of opposite of that. And that's been huge for me. Well, just imagine what you're going to be able to accomplish now that you're in a better headspace and you feel better. Like consider yeah. what you accomplished when you weren't in the right headspace. You know, that's where the talent and the hard work comes through. Mm -hmm. But now you're in a much better place and you go bring it. Exactly. And it's just like outside of music. Like now I'm, I'm, I'm diversifying and I'm doing other businesses and I'm doing other like I'm really into like multiple sources of income. So I'm really mm -hmm. focused yeah. on like having because when the pandemic hit, it was like music was paying everything and I was good and I was never thinking about that. And then when music or pandemic took that away from me and things slowed down, I was like, whoa, like, what am I going to do right yeah. now? Like, this, this shit got to wrap up because I'm about to lose everything. And then, um, you know, I got uh, so, some of the best people in my life, too, have, have helped me out so much. Like, I have a family friend that is uh, my business manager, and he te he's teaching me about finance, stuff I didn't know. Like, when, man, like, when I lost my mom, a month or two later, I signed a uh, publishing deal and I had the most money I've ever had in my life and it was like the worst thing that could have happened because mm -hmm. you're like grieving but you just so I didn't know what to do with it I didn't have anybody really guide me what to do with it but now having somebody that knows about finance teaching you about this teaching you about that I, I feel uh, I'm way more responsible I, I, I like when stuff comes in, I know what to do with it. And I mean, it's part of about growing up too. You know what I mean? Yeah. You get, you, the older you get, the more, uh, responsible you get, but hopefully. even, even stuff. Yeah. Hopefully. <laughs> I still, I still fuck up. Like, yeah, we all do. Man. Yeah, yeah. We all yeah. do. But it's just like, and also holding myself accountable too. Like I'm, I'm, I'm hard on myself. Um, but I'm learning to be less hard on myself, you know. Another thing too that really helped me is is I found out what imposter syndrome was, yeah. mm. and I, I didn't. That one. I had no idea what it was because I'd be in LA doing, um, doing these sessions, going on tour, and it was like I felt like I didn't deserve it, and I didn't know why. I thought that was just me being humble, and then I heard actually Kevin Love on the Miami yeah. Heat. Uh, he was saying that he had imposter syndrome. I was like, what's imposter syndrome? And I Googled it and I was like, whoa, this is exactly what I had. And it was very quickly where I, and I, I maybe I'm lucky, but I could very quickly turn it off. Cause I just like looked back on everything I've done and I'm like, whoa, I've, I've done a lot. You know what I mean? I'm you proud to, to say it. Exactly, I deserve to be, I've never said that before. So like for me, like that's another reason why I feel so much better too, is like tackling shit that you're dealing with and being like, finding a solution to it you know what i mean so imposter syndrome was crazy that was very recently too like that was like probably like three or four months ago where i found out what it was and like ever since then i i don't i'd be in rooms with people like 
that I'm working with that I looked up to and I, I kind of felt like small and I mm. understand why I felt like that. Cause at the time, like I was coming up. So, um, but, but now it's just like, everyone's on an equal level playing field with me. It's like where I'm super talented and so is he. And like he, people may have more than you, but it doesn't mean you don't deserve the success that you mm. have achieved. You know what I mean? And like, it doesn't mean you don't deserve to be there. Exactly. Yeah. So it was, yeah. And I always like, I always felt like I, my music was good. You know what I mean? Like I, I had the confidence, but it was like, I didn't deserve the success. I had the, con it was a weird, like I had the confidence. I was like, yo, my music's tight. But like, I don't know if I should be like, yeah. why did, why did I get here? You know what yeah. I mean? So that's another thing. It's just crazy. I'm still learning too. Like I'm still like every day just trying to figure out some more stuff about you, life. Does the imposter syndrome still pop in? Dude, never. Like it's been, it's this weird clarity I've just got. Um, and I hope it doesn't pop up, but like, I, I just like figured like I just kind of understood it. Mm. I really researched it, so I understood it, and I was like, "No, yeah, I'm absolutely tripping because I worked really hard, and I got you know my thing was like, oh, like you know, having this is cool, but all my homies have number one hits or or there the are comparison. Yeah, it was comparison. Now yeah. I don't care pair about anything, and ever since I stopped comparing, I've been able to get things falling into my lap because I'm not thinking about what this guy's doing what this guy, what this song sounds like I'm not trying to make music like that I'm mm -hmm. just trying to do it whatever for me and it's been working for like other businesses I'm working with and um and it's just like I'm just like kind of tunnel vision and still like it's not like tunnel vision socially like I'm I'm outside mm -hmm. having yeah. fun. We're yeah. seeing all my friends and I'm definitely being a lot more social. The thing about depression is you isolate, at least for me. I was isolated. I didn't like let people know I wasn't doing good because people would like, you know, some of my closest friends, they they think everything's good when you post on social media. Mm -hmm. That was the hardest part about using social media too last year. I was like, Ugh, what am I supposed to do? Smile like yeah. in front of a, like a car <laughs> right now? Like I don't want to do that. So... That was the that was the main issue I had with. That's why I had to take a break because I was like, I don't really want to be posting that I'm sad all the mm -hmm. time because then that's like hard to watch. So yeah. I like isolated, and that's not the good move. You got to reach out, and that's kind of what happened at the very end. I was like, Yo, I don't know what to do. I need I need some someone to teach me or guide me or help me, and it it was great. And a lot of people were super supportive. You know what I mean? It, it's hard too, because you're, you're worried that you're going to push them away. Um, but if I you reach out for help, they you, real, you realize how many people are ready to help you. Yeah. yeah. And there's a lot of like, you know, I think everybody's willing to help, but you have to be willing to help yourself yes. first. Yeah. So yeah. like that was, I think that's what made it work is because I was asking people for help because I wanted to, you know, so a lot of people, you know, if they, if they're in a rut or whatever, they want the easy way out. I was like, whatever it takes, I will do. I just need someone to help me out. Mm -hmm. And, uh, it's not easy. Like, like the last two months I've been walking and running 20,000 steps a day, boxing for an hour and a half, nice. like going crazy. You don't have to, you know, that crazy, but like it's, it's, it's not easy to get out of it. But if you that's all you want and that's what you need to do you'll you'll be able to do it and then and then you'll feel empowered you know what i mean so feeling empowered is such a powerful 
thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because like it really f- changes your perspective and your outlook on a lot of different things. You feel clarity, clarity, you feel motivated, you feel stronger, yeah. you feel like the small things don't like when you're in a bad place, I, I've noticed sometimes when if I'm in a bad place, the smallest of things will just set me off, right? They'll just yeah. push me over the edge. It's just like, here's another thing that just went wrong today. Mm. But when you're in a strong, when you're in an empowered state, those small things just bounce right off you. I got this. Yeah, because yeah, you're like on to the next, you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, that didn't work out? Cool. That used to affect me a lot too when things didn't work out because um, it was just... It was just one of those things where it's like I was gullible, so I believed in kind of like everything. And then yeah. you just learn quick. Like there's going to be a lot of things that don't work out, yeah. but things are going to work out. And then feeling empowered, it's easy to just push that to the side. Okay, boom, next. What's up? Yeah. You know what I mean? And then you, you walk around with more confidence and you feel better and people notice it. That's the craziest part. Like even uh, my label, like recently, they're just like, yeah, everything is about you is totally different. And it's just because like, I'm locked in, like I'm mentally like clear. The clarity is crazy too. The brain fog is gone. Yeah, the focus. The brain fog is. I don't know if you guys have had brain fog, but it's yeah. like yeah, I've had like it. You don't wake when up. I had COVID, and then I have it off COVID. Because like when you had, if you ever caught COVID, brain fog was one of the things, and that was the first time I really noticeably felt it. Yeah. But what's funny is after, not funny, but what's interesting is after all of that. Now, if I ever have brain fog, it becomes easier for me to spot it, to be like, my brain is right now just, there's Mm. too much information coming through and I can't process all of it. And I just feel very foggy. Yeah. No, it's, it's a, it's a trip because it feels like you, you wake up, but you don't wake up fully. You know what Mm. I mean? And, uh, that was, that was like, I remember that was like so long of like, it's definitely during COVID. It was like so much brain fog and i didn't even realize what it was you know what i mean but the clarity is so nice you just feel good like all the time like don't get me wrong all you know there's things that will happen right now that will make me sad and but it's that knowing that i'm gonna get through it before it was when you're in that like dark place it's something happens like you said you feel like it's the end of the world Mm. But when you're in a better place, you're like, okay, this sucks. I'm going to feel it. Especially, too, I'm reminding myself, like, oh, you feel a certain way? Feel it. And then get through it. But when you're going through that, it's hard to do the get through it part. Yeah. You kind of get stuck in a rut. So, Yeah, that rut's a hard place to climb out of for a lot of people. It's hard. Because oftentimes they don't see, they don't see what could be. Yeah. They just see what is. No, it's super hard. But... Like I was like that, so if it's it's just like if you are going through that, like there's so many people that have gotten out of it, you're gonna be able to get out of it too. You know what I mean? And you, but it's gotta be some like I feel like it's gotta be some like you you want it and you are willing to do because that's like always kind of been my mind state of anything. Like I want I wanted to be an artist, and that's like one of the hardest things to do, and. I am, I have gotten lucky and, but I, I moved, I went to LA with no money in my bank account. Like the first time I went to LA and, and like, this wasn't even, this was when my mom was still here. I had no money in my bank. account. I took out a credit card, um, with like, it was $2,000 limit. And I was like willing to eat bread for two weeks. And like, that's like, I'm not telling you go, I'm not telling people to go do that, <laughs> yeah. but like, that's how I was. I was like, 
anything I have to do, I'm going to do. And that, I, I took that kind of uh, stuff that I did uh, for music and I put it into uh, fighting this depression. And still, I'm always going to battle with it. It doesn't just mm-hmm. go away magically. Things are going to happen. And you know what I mean? And But it's kind of you kind of have to be like you i'm I'm doing it every day i'm just gonna wake up and i'm gonna try again to do it because it's easy to kind of give up trying um but what if you if you try literally every day to focus on that before you focus on anything else before you focus on like this or that you just focus on battling that you're you'll definitely come out of that for sure so you're it it's one thing for for men in particular to openly talk about these things, right? It's another for for a guy who has a public persona as well. Why do you think we as guys struggle so much to have these conversations, to admit that we're not feeling right, that shit's really going downhill for us and we're in a bad place? Why does it take us so long to go and ask for help? Well, it's just, I mean, it's not a simple answer, but it's like men are supposed to be like that guy yeah. you know you're yeah. supposed to be it's all together you're going to take care of you know it's like an it's the ideology way back in the day through history of life it's like men take care they go hunt they go do this so like and then women are more emotional and they deal with the emotions and the kids and it's like this you know that's that's back in the day and it's like if you're a guy and like you're seen crying or whatever it shows you as a weak man you know what i mean um but there's a there's something way more like strong than than pushing emotions to the side than than showing that another human being that you also have emotions and i think dealing with them properly is like one of the most manly things you can do you know what i mean like if you can look at how you're feeling and and then solve it you know what i mean you could take on the world so i think it's just hard for guys to feel comfortable you know telling people like yo i'm going through some shit because it's it's the world we live in it's like men are gotta gotta be alpha all the time like that's that stuff is so stupid like it's crazy is the music industry conducive of that type of ideology or do you think it's still very much a i think music industry like it's it's a lot more common for a dude to talk about his emotions you know what i mean like i all my favorite artists talk about depression and emotions and they also talk about partying it's not you know you know what i mean but we're complex beings that can enjoy and have yeah yeah. you can do both things both things can be true yeah like you can be happy and sad (laughs) that's the that's another thing like if somebody says like oh like i'm depressed like that person could still be happy but it's just like a a great weekend and yeah a good time it's just the downtime exactly and there's a lot like i don't want to over talk about things I, I'm still learning about it too I'm not a professional at all but um, but it's a lived experience yeah. so it matters yeah exactly There, I mean some of the times when I was the most depressed there are some of the times where I was the most happy at the same time but it was just it was overwhelming the happiness with the depression but yeah i think i think it's you know it's good to talk about your emotions no matter who you are it doesn't matter it's just like you should you should let people know what you're going through but still have a plan to want to change that and not get into that rut it's easier said than done you know what i mean sure yeah but 
that's that's like that's an important part of it is like understanding how you feel and just like I need to fix that I need to change that and I'm going to do whatever even if it's like medication or fitness like you can't just not one thing is going to work for everyone like people who shame medication it's stupid it's like oh just go to the gym and you'll be no no it doesn't work like that like you know what I mean so to each his own exactly yeah okay so you're at this point now an incredible journey right like you, you going through the, the, the depressive bout the, the relationship that you had with your mom which um, my condolences by the way oh I, thank you no um, she was she was great she was a teacher so how so uh she was a, just a teacher in ottawa as a professor okay uh and uh, in my public school but she she was funny because she she was i was like i want to be an artist and she's like going to school and i'm like okay and then i dropped out and she was like it's done. She My went, baby's never going to make it. She was a teacher. You went to the school and she was a teacher? Yeah. She went to, she taught it in Ottawa and Hopewell Public and then the University of Ottawa. Um, and she was just, she was like my biggest supporter half the time. And then half the time it was like, you better get a real job because this shit ain't going to work. You ever have her as a teacher? Yeah. Like when I was a kid. Yeah. One yeah, time. In her class? Yeah. One time uh, she was a substitute teacher for okay. one of my classes. And it was French class, and I was telling all my friends like, "Yeah, she. I know my mom doesn't know how to speak no French. <laughs> what do you mean?" And then she pulled up saying everything. I can't even speak French to this day. And she, I was just like, "You know how to do this? Like <laughs> what? Funny. Surprise? Yeah." <laughs> but okay, so what's what's one lesson that you've taken away from your mom? Oh man, just to f- keep fighting. Like she, they they told her six months, and she lasted six years. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. So, I think that's the main reason why I was able to do the things I'm doing because it's like she did the impossible. So I'm out here trying to do the same thing, and like I couldn't even imagine what she went through. And like I don't know if I was, I'd be able to do that. But like it, it taught me like. Yo, if somebody says you can't do something, you can go ahead and find do yeah. Sorry, are you allowed to curse? Yeah, you yeah, you can. You've already cursed like five that. times. I know. <laughs> I asked, no, but no. You can do that, man. Like you know, I remember that day when they said six months, and then she's out here six years later. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. um, and that's the main thing I learned from her. It's just like nothing's impossible. Do you feel you've reconciled that relationship or the way it ended with your mom? To like going the six years because you talked about survival mode do you feel yeah. like you've finally accepted that you've moved past the survival mode you're you've understood how that all played out and how it affects you yeah i'm never gonna i don't think when you when you lose a parent especially at a young age you you learn quick that life is real you know what i mean like there's no and unfair yeah you know what i mean there's no like something happens you you can go back home real quick you know figure it out yeah. Um, so that security blanket gets ripped off. So that survival mode, I think will always be there, but it's, it's, I feel way more confident that everything is good. You know what I mean? Like everybody's got to survive. So it's not like I'm the only one that thinks about surviving. Like we all do. We wake up and go, okay, I'm living. But, uh, it's definitely gotten way easier where I'm not tripping. Like one of my biggest fears, and it just came from losing my mom at a young age, was being homeless. And now I don't think I'm going ever going to be homeless. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean, I, I work too hard to not have a roof over my head. But uh, that's the type of like um, kind of 
thoughts I would have and they weren't even, they didn't even make any sense, but it was just like, you know, you, you don't, you don't have a home and you're afraid of being homeless. So, but I've definitely been a lot better with just being okay with all that. It's been like six years too. So it did, mm-hmm. it, it definitely takes a long time, but throughout time it does get better. Even though people say that when I was looking up things, like when my mom passed and I was like, Oh, I don't believe that. But it, six years like it, every day every year it gets better you know what i mean yeah with time time heals all Always, yeah. yeah it's hard it's hard to believe it when you're in it right naturally oh yeah and it's just super hard it's just it's the same thing it's like always just it's like you can hear it but when you got to live through it it's like okay well yeah there's no way yeah it's like no no yeah <laughs> but it's, it's funny because i would watch these artists too and they're all like uh, like yo like if you got a dream chase it and i'd always be like man like but then it's like I'm sitting here talking about kind of stuff that I've been through and I'm like yeah it's true like mm. you can get through things and you can be successful and it and it's just it's just like in the same thing with those those artists I would watch or athletes or whatever it's like there it it does work and it does get better and things work out what was the moment where you realized you've made and like you you're you're it you are now an artist i'm him you're i him. am yeah. him. <laughs> Jones. um was it a performance was it a, a collab was it a a deal like what was it what was that moment there was a lot i think it was i think it was a i think it was there was there was a lot um i guess it was touring when i would see the people in different cities in Europe and America singing my music like in small I remember I did this show in Salt Lake City and I'm honestly being Canadian I didn't even know what Salt Lake City was (laughs) and there was like a thousand people and I was and they were screaming and I'm like nah this is like (laughs) actually what I dreamed about you know what I mean like that's in that moment I hopped off stage and I was with my friends like me and my closest friends like my day one friends we all went on tour together and and they were doing the videography and all this and uh, I had my homie from Long Beach like he he was I was like just be my DJ he's like I don't know how and I'm like dude just press play (laughs) let's go (laughs) and it worked out amazing um and that Salt Lake City was like, okay, yep, this is this is it for sure. This all makes sense. So that's a high moment. What's the come down from that look like? Yeah, the, so it's funny you say that because um, that's the hardest part about being an artist is the extreme highs where you're on stage and there's girls screaming at you and and everyone's loving you and and everyone's doing everything for you too it's like oh what do you need you need this you need that oh here's the here's this here's that and then you go home and then there's nothing <laughs> yeah. and you're just like this like a playstation and your tv and yeah. like okay like you can't go on tour forever you get burnt out so yeah. you have to you have to really find out how to deal with the the lows and that's a part of separating the artist and yourself so just recently um i did this whole like radio run for my last song and it was cool i did a lot of cool interviews with people and it's like you know when you're on the road and it's like getting the dinners and all that and then i came home and the first thing i did usually you'd be like oh like what do i do and it's Mm -hmm. like first thing i did is 
went to the gym and started uh went to boxing and then i started with my other businesses i'm working with that that gave me something to do other than music so i could put music aside for three or four days and focus on other stuff because i always used to think like artists you need to be in the studio every single day i can make a song in an hour so i can make an album in 10 hours you know what i mean so um I have so much other time to do other things and it will allow you to appreciate music more. And it doesn't have to be music. Like when you are an athlete, you put all your time into working out. But then you still like, I remember Shaq was like, you know, when I went and I played and then when I went home, I was a dad. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like he separated that stuff. And then there's people like Kobe who just would be in the gym every day and there's yeah. a difference. But to have that balance is so important and I'm learning that like every day and it's been it's been way better for mentally just to have something else like to do and it's just it's just what all like successful businessmen do like Jay-Z you know what I mean you think he's in the studio every day like no, no he's out here doing bigger things yeah. and killing it you know what i mean and same with kanye he's out there doing the fashion and mm. and all that and same with all of these artists they 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 like 50 cent oh my god yeah. he did so much dude so had a video skills, game yeah. like <laughs> i was just thinking about his video game the other day what rapper has like three video games soldier <laughs> boy was the first rapper with this <laughs> yes, soldier boy would say that. but even soldiers do like oh, yeah, you know what i mean a bunch of stuff yeah blue face like i just saw an interview with blue uh and he was talking about multiple sources of income. So you get to this age where it's like music's fun, music's cool, music's making money. But like, let's, and it just allows you to take the highs and lows from music and get rid of the lows and just find. Fill it with other yeah. things. Yeah. More what opportunities. Come, what other, yeah. What other business ventures, if you can talk about them, are you? Are you yeah. No, I, I, so I'm working a, a bunch of stuff right now that kind of, kind of. Yeah, so I'm doing uh, I'm doing a little bit of work uh, at this uh, label called Sturdy, which is uh, Tyler Henry's company, um, and so I'm working with artists, um, so A and Ring basically, mm-hmm. and it's a uh, it's something I love doing, um, and I'm signing records and uh, helping them get released and all that, and then I'm doing also helping with social media with artists. Uh, so I'm doing a lot of that for a lot of dope artists. Um, and then, uh, I'm in the fashion world a little bit working as a creative director for some clothing lines and it's just, it's all encompassing. It's all into that like entrepreneurial, but like still in the industry. Um, but it's just been fun and it's, you know, it's, it's been great, honestly, like the, yeah, (laughs) don't want to get too into it, but it's, uh, yeah, and then and then there's other stuff uh, that I'm working on right now that I can't really. I'm really excited about something coming up that I'm probably going to share in the next week, but don't want to put it out there quite yet. Oh, that's fair. Yeah. Are you worried about AI? Oh my god, yeah. Like, I just put out a song, and then in a day, Juice World singing it. I'm like, come on, man, this is insane. <laughs> what do you mean? Um. I'm super worried about AI. The reason why I'm worried about AI is because Elon Musk said he's really worried about AI. Yeah. I and saw if that clip. That dude is worried about AI. Like we all should be worried about yeah. AI. Like I don't know more than Elon Musk, and yeah. neither do any of us. Yeah. yeah. And Combined. If that dude's <laughs> like, yeah, like that dude's a genius. Like yeah. I don't. 
just specifically with technology like yeah. whatever else he says it's cool you don't have to agree with him but with technology that guy is that guy can argue that so if he's saying that it's a big threat to the human race yeah he's he's right i don't yeah. know who else could say it i better. saw the clip of him I, I forget who was interviewing him but he they asked him like should we be placing regulations on ai and he's like, absolutely. Like, yeah. Just unequivocally, yes, you have to. He's Ask like, me that. I don't know. What mm-hmm. do you mean? I don't yeah. know this. And then everybody else doesn't know. That dude knows. That so dude knows. Put well, regulations he was, on he was involved in the company OpenAI when yeah. it was a nonprofit before it became what it is today. So he's very intimately also aware of OpenAI, of ChatGPT, and yeah. all those different things. And I can see it. Like, there's cool things about it. Don't sure. get me wrong. Yeah. Like, um, but it seems like the music world, like it is coming right up against it right now. Honestly, like I'm not even worried about the music. Like, like cool. It, it is like they're 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 gonna find out a way or whatever to diff, to make it where you can't take somebody's voice or I don't know if they can actually. I'm talking out my ass because mm. I I just don't just know. Just assuming that they would. Nah. But music's the least thing I'm worried about, dude. Like um, Elon said the human race yeah, like, <laughs> like, things you can't even imagine I don't care yeah, that, right. that Drake's singing my song right now like <laughs> I don't care that you can make a Drake song that's that's dope um, I'm worried about the other stuff yeah. you know what I mean so saying it's taken what 10 million jobs or something in the next five years yeah I mean that's crazy that. hey like, we don't need any more technology I think we're straight like <laughs> I don't need someone to like put my schedule together uh you can do it yourself and mm. we all know you can and the more we take jobs from people other than like what we're gonna live in a world where nobody has to work and everybody gets free money and then it's like that movie like 1948 or whatever oh, 1982 yeah. 19, oh yeah yeah or yeah, 18 yeah. i don't even know what it's called yeah but, like, but i know what you're talking about yeah, yeah. it's just a, you can go down this whole rabbit hole yeah of the and future. and I'm not really looking at that rabbit hole because I'm not going to be happy. You you type in one thing in YouTube and then you could get to somewhere deep, dark, quick. Very very quickly. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, I'm worried about it, but um, I'm not really stressing about it because I ain't going to do shit about it. You know what I mean? That's fair. Like Elon's got to take that one. Elon's got to go. Elon, you give it. us the blueprint. I can't <laughs> stop AI. I know it. Like I seen the Terminator. I'm gone. First scene. Okay. Like Elon's fucking no uh, Skynet. No. Yeah. <laughs> so okay, what else? What do you got coming up? Like on the on the the music side. So I got a bunch of. I'm trying to release a song every month, and we're on track to do that for the next like seven to eight months. We're gonna nice. shoot music videos. Everything I wanted to do, and I was doing two years ago, yeah. I'm doing again. So fun songs too. I got like three dope summer records coming out. Some with some big DJs too. I'm really excited about. Um, uh, and I got a lot of records with some cool artists. Um, a lot of cool features and then uh we're gonna go on tour and just back to doing everything bigger and better so amazing yeah what about you guys what do you guys got going on oh we've never been asked that no what's going on uh, thank you for asking thank you for asking well (laughs) season two by the time this episode goes out season two of this series will be live on every air canada flight nice thanks 
Season one. I have to fly there. soon, so I'm gonna watch it. Yeah. Sure, so if you're on, if sure. it's a, an Air Canada flight, you'll I'm see all. Of everybody one. watch it too. Yeah, yeah. just walk around, turning <laughs> yeah. on the screen. Like, watch this. It's important. <laughs> That's what I did when it's about last AI. Flew. It was a guy yeah. like, just touch the screen. Yeah. Two seconds. You should watch this. Just yeah. like, he's like, is that you? I was like, <laughs> yeah. Just title this like AI or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. AI is gonna kill the world. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So yeah, we've got season two that's coming out on the platform, but we're right now publishing season three and. Um, we're hoping that by the summertime, we're going to be hoping we're aiming for some traveling, like going down Sick. to LA or New York. And cause there's a lot of dope people to talk to who are not always going to be in Toronto. We're, we've been very lucky in that a lot of people come through the city, Yeah, but it's not always the case. And you're kind of just sitting around waiting to see, okay, is this person coming? Are they not? And then, you know, when someone comes into the city, can they make time? Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like, as you can attest now, we really try to make sure that we have a real sort of like authentic conversation. We don't want to rush the conversation. We don't want to turn it into like a surface level, like, Hey, so you got a new song coming out. Great. Anything else? That's it. Cool. And then that's the end of it. Like we really want to get to know the people. So. Yeah, no, I love, I love that about what you guys do and just podcasts in general. Like it's cool to not get asked the same four questions and then bounce. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's yeah. cool to have like, you know some substance a real yeah. conversation because i got you know just like all of you guys do this but you you got a bunch of other things you love you know what i mean yeah. like, so it's cool yeah i know I, I appreciate you asking the question and i really appreciate you sharing your story um it is still a story that can be challenging at times to share I imagine, yeah right so for you to come in you don't know matthew you don't know me you don't know poncho in the booth you, you might know Poncho. Everybody knows Poncho. Everybody knows the That's just hard, dude. That sounds like a that sounds like a beat tag, dude. Poncho <laughs> in the booth. Poncho in the booth. Um, but yeah, the you don't know us, and you came in. And you're like, let me tell you my story, and I appreciate that. I appreciate that Thanks. you trust us to have that conversation, and um, good for you for doing all the stuff you're doing for 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 working through it the right way, Thank not you. masking it, like admitting that you know what, I need to be in a better place for me and putting in the work to do that because a lot of guys struggle just to get to the self-awareness level and then once they're self-aware they go all right well i've done the hard part and they don't do anything further you said nope screw it i'm gonna go even further than that and i respect that because thanks man i think a lot of people can take lessons from something like that yeah that's why like honestly like you know it is hard stuff to talk about but when i'm talking about it i'm thinking the whole time like if one person hears this and it changes their life like that actually will hit me emotionally harder than talking about it because that's all I want. I want somebody to like, I just want to inspire people, you know what I mean? Regardless if it's one or one million. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? The same way as your buddy told you that thing that you really needed to know. And at the time, he wasn't thinking that's going to like be so significant for you when, he, when he's saying, or he's saying the everything you're doing, do the opposite. Do the exact opposite. Right? So yeah. someone's going to hear something that you're saying, a fan of yours, and be like, that's exactly what I need to hear. Yeah. yeah. Right? I hope so, yeah. And you know, my music has done it. Yeah, I've I've gotten so much incredible messages saying you've helped me with this. So um, if I, if my story can tell it too, that's, that's just as good. I believe it. Yeah, twelve. I appreciate you coming through, brother. Dude, thank, thank you, you guys man. for having me. This was it was fun. great. It was a lot of fun. Cool. Poncho, thank you so much, everybody. So thank shout you out for Poncho listening. on the beat. Shout out Poncho. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, everybody. Appreciate thank you, it. Thank you.